Hey there, stud. How that thick the ass doing? G <laughs> toy. I was just, gonna be like, "Yo, what up, G?" And then in my head, I was like, "Oh, G Love and Special Sauce." Like that name came up, and then you said that, and I just totally wiped clean. G Love and Special Sauce. <laughs> that so that's like, an old artist, like back back in the day. Oh, is it really? Group. Yeah, like back in the nineties, I think, or two thousand. I was gonna say that sounds like a Jay and Silent Bob version of like a comic book. <laughs> the Adventures of G Love <laughs> and Special, special sauce. sauce. That's great. That's our new nicknames here: G Love and Special Sauce. <laughs> Dude, so I was showing one of my friends from med school uh, the show or the movie Hot Rod for the first time last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this other dude in my medical class who, until the end of last year, I had only talked to one time and it was just us quoting Hot Rod back and forth at each other. So she's yeah. texting him while we're watching the movie. And the scene comes up where Bill Hader is like high on acid and he gets out of the car and he's like saying goodbye to Andy Samberg. He's like, see you later, Mountain Face. And he walks out of the car and I looked over at Zoe and I'm like, I'm going to fucking call you mountain face from now on. And then like 10 minutes later, our friend Isaac texts her randomly and said, it calls her mountain face. And I'm like, Oh, it's a fucking thing now. Oh, that's great. Wait, was that like synchronistically? Yeah. It was like synchronistic. Like, yeah, we hadn't like, he knew that we were watching the movie and he was like sending us, he and I were sending random quotes. That's perfect. Yeah. I was like, Oh, that's a thing now. Oh, that's Um, awesome. See you, bro. It's good. I was going to say, it's really good to see you too, man. Yeah, <laughs> and you, you look nice and Sunday, which is perfect too. Thank you. Thank you. I had a very stressful week and I'm feeling really good now. Yeah, it, dude, it's been that way at the gym. Everyone's like, dude, I'm fucking like over it this week. And everyone's been extra like pissy and like yelling at the staff and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's been one of those for all, for all the way around in the world. I think that's tough. Yeah, that's tough, man. I've it's stress. I somaticize stress so powerfully. That is why yoga is so helpful for me. I realized like I was thinking back to my health and when I've been like the leanest and healthiest and feel the greatest is when I mm-hmm. have like a consistent yoga practice and it's the somaticized stress. It's just like everything I'm holding on to. Just moving like, it through. Up. Yeah. 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 I did. So actually I just did a, an exchange with Colin. Like we mm-hmm. talked about, I did my session was last week and I just did one for him today, which was fucking crazy. But for his, he was like, how's your, how's your gut been feeling? And I was mm-hmm. like, shitty, yeah. <laughs> funny. You should ask. <laughs> and, uh, he was like, you know, basically what it came down to was like less about the foods and more mm-hmm. about like the stress the and the self judgment. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, you need to, he's like, you stress eat and you need to move rather than eat. Mm-hmm. You need to put things out rather than pack things in. I think that's the MO for all of us. <laughs> Especially yes. <laughs> yeah, that's where I actually yeah, straight out. I was telling you, like when I was like, oh yeah, like I need to focus more so on like the cultivation of my sacral energy mm-hmm. and like through like more, not like a no release, oh, it, no release. Yes. But also like through just things that are like geared toward the hips. Um, mm-hmm. When I do that, that actually helps to, for me, like really significantly and like, oh, filling up that space energetically. So I can, I am holding on to less and sucking mm-hmm. in less. Um, and it helps with my health a lot too. Interesting. Yeah. So there's like, the balance, right? Cause I was having yeah. not an opposite realization, but I think the other mm-hmm. side of the coin of that realization just this morning where I was like, I need to not let energy go stagnant in my yeah. sacral chakra is more important. I think at least for me is like, yeah. um, releasing energy and moving energy, whether it be like microcosmic orbit or like mm-hmm. something artistic or something sexual, like, cause if the energy sits stagnant, then my organs sit stagnant and they don't do their functions properly. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like a stagnant pond. 
Yeah, I'm like thinking actually, it was that this time last year when you, me, and Colin were all going ham on no release <laughs> and we were going like, <laughs> hard at it. Yeah, we weren't going uh, hand on no release. We were going <laughs> ham on. <laughs> I went no hand on. I went energetically and did some Reiki and had some shit happen. <laughs> that but, was fucking um, hilarious, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, after that, like there was one where like, like I was just like, all right, it's time to break it. Like I feel like this is too much. And I felt so good after for so long. I was like, oh yeah, I needed that, like the movement of that energy. And it was like too much building up and it was just like, just too much going on. Yeah. And I, I like, that was one of the best orgasms I've ever had in my life. Like I, I like afterwards, you had never felt so like free and open. It was really nice. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's like yeah. the finding the balance of what we're needing after you and I have gone through all these extremes it like decompresses the body in a way. Mm -hmm. Right. And I mean, like that's, I mean, a lot, a lot of people use masturbation as a form of decompression mm -hmm. in unhealthy ways where it's like, yeah. Oh, I got stressed time to jerk off. Right. Instead of like, you know, going through the process of it. But I think I swang too swang swung. I swung, <laughs> too I swung that thing. I, swung I swung that thing. too far to the other side of the pendulum where I was like, Oh, well, I'm not going to jerk off if I'm stressed mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, or have sex or yeah. any type of sexual activity if I'm stressed because that's just me, you know, trying to get rid of things that I need to process in other ways. And it's like, sometimes that is the right way to process. It wouldn't be mm -hmm. an outlet. It wouldn't yeah. be a way for energy to get out. If it, it wasn't meant to be used at times. Right. Yeah. Um, and I realized that like, so this week I, I I'm doing a new rotation in a hospital and my gut feels like lead. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like when I was at Kaiser and my gut felt like shit, but this actually kind of felt worse this week it felt like I just had like a fucking ball of lead and like my guts were like inert, like my intestines were doing nothing. Um, and it decompresses as I unstress over the course of the weekend and through release, it felt like my, like I literally, my stomach, like my gut got smaller mm -hmm. afterwards because oh, yeah. like things actually started moving. Energy started moving. That's my biggest thing when it comes to my bloat. Um, when I am doing my movement practices energetically and <laughs> physically, the, bl the, bl the, bloat the bloat from the scrot. <laughs> when I am like consistent, like when I have the energy to turn it up and actually like work out and get some good movement in, my bloat is like good. My gut can handle yeah. so much better food. Yeah. Um, but for you, actually, I was going to say, if you never had a chance to read over that body reading I gave you, take a look over it because it's actually exactly this. Um, it's about like the biggest issues that was coming up was like masculine overdrive and just mm -hmm. like a stagnancy in the body and like emotionally energetic. It was just like, you got to flow. Dude, what I've realized, like, as you said that, like that really clicked something into place for me. Mm -hmm. I think I really need to express very femininely, like as a person, like mm -hmm. my personality can express in very feminine ways. Um, the sirens are, are the siren call of truth in the background. It's not, um, <laughs> It's not an ambulance, despite what everybody might think. No, it's divine. Oh, yeah, we're recording. It. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What's up, Hartzell human? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> so I, I think I have a tendency to express very femininely. And I think that that's meant, that was designed to balance out my work. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Like full, full send to that, because that's what I have been understanding for myself as well. Like. Mm -hmm. So many of the readings I've gotten, like masculine, 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 you're supposed to do this and be like super committed and driven. At the same time, there's other people who read for me and their message is always about like my feminine and joy and play and receptivity. Mm -hmm. And what I've pieced together, it's like, oh yeah, it's the balance because we always talk about balance. And mm -hmm. it's like when I am 
anchored into my feminine and doing these flowy movements and things that are creative and expressive, I am then able to be more committed and show up in the masculine practices or the masculine energy. Mm-hmm. And I'd get just like, without both, you know, it's just like we get too polar in one direction or the other. Yeah. But it anchors yeah. me in and allows me to do that. You know, I almost feel like in some ways, um, what I've been working with lately, um, and I, I see this as another side of the coin, right, is that the more that I, like the less that I think about masculine and feminine and spirituality and all this stuff, the more it just becomes a natural expression for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, there are mo- there are times when I need to, you know, read about spirituality or focus on my masculine and do particular types of breath work or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, to expand my understanding of it, but the longer that I do that, like the more it comes at the uh, the expense, I guess, of the expense of yourself. Doing it. Of or, doing yeah, it. yeah, because yeah. like uh, I did a super woo woo reading for Colin today, mm-hmm. but I found it funny because it came off of the tales of one of the most grounded weeks I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Where like I barely thought about spirituality, I barely thought about, I, I didn't read a single spiritual anything. Right. Um, and I was just really like happy, just kind of being in my body, being in the world. Um, and then I come here and I end up taking him on like a fucking shamanic journey through the lower worlds and like, you know, like in these different regressions and shit. Yeah. Gangster, yeah. gangster, yeah. gangster, gangster. But that's what it is, right? Like it's understanding your balance and whatever that's meaning to you or whatever it is you're actually needing to focus on. So sometimes that is like going all into the woo or into whatever it is that you're working on, or sometimes mm-hmm. it's letting go. And that's what allows it all to really express. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like part of it's like practice. Like when you're focusing, it's like practice. And then when Mm -hmm. you go to the game, you're not thinking about show up. Yeah. You just go and you get into flow state and you just do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's where like, I've been listening to a lot of Jocko and a lot of leadership and a lot of like sports performance recently. Yeah. And this has come up a few different times from like conversations with people and just like in information that I've been hearing. And it's the example of like when with athletics, like you train hard, you work hard and you're developing these pathways and, you know, you're really getting that patterning down. Um, And then when it's game time, you relax, maybe do some visualization, but like you kind of got to turn it back down before the game and allow Mm -hmm. everything to settle in. And then you can just show up and be, whereas like if you turn it up and then you're like, you're pushing and pushing and pushing, you get into the game. Like, you just like burnt. Yeah. Overload. Yeah. yeah. It's so interesting that our body's natural response to that kind of thing is to like turn the nervous system up to a level where it's almost, almost makes it impossible to have any like nuanced control over your body and you're just tight and the best competitors know how to relax their nervous systems and like make their muscles loose and their body loose. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still nervous, obviously. Um, and there's still like some thrum mm-hmm. of like sympathetic response, but like you learn how to calm it down. Yeah. yeah. This is, I'm thinking of um, one of my professors back in grad school. This was like the start of social work and like therapy. And one of the things he always talked about and he emphasized for us as students was like your stress load. And like, he's just saying like, when it comes to actual like output and performance, 
you don't want to be all in one direction. You don't want to be too loose and you don't want to be too heavy. And you want just like that middle amount of stress because that's enough to pick you up and increase your performance and also allow you to kind of be relaxed enough where you're just not like over keyed and like just holding on too tight. Mm-hmm. And that's like, there's so much evidence behind that. I remember like he was just like, he it was his subject. So he was just showing us like article after article after article and like, like just harping on it. But it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. Uh, it's like that. What is it? It's the, it's the needle gauge, mm-hmm. you know, like the pressure needle gauge where it's like, it has like the U stress and then like not enough stress and then too much. You're yeah. F- like reaching flow state. Actually, I remember I used to be super fascinated with flow state back when I was like 20, 19 or 20. Um, and what they talked about was flow state happens when you are at the edge of your capability. You're like not doing something that's too hard that's too hard above your capability level where it just like makes you collapse but it's not so easy that you can kind of just go through the motions it has to be like right at that cusp where all of your focus is engaged with the task and it is pushing you right at the level of your competency yeah. and you're like throttling that level of competency and it drops you into a flow state it's like if you're on RPMs right before you're about to switch gears, it's like exactly. sputtering at the top before it drops right back down. It's exactly what I was seeing. Yeah. yeah. That's what I saw <laughs> when your hand was doing the flutter. <laughs> but I was actually thinking about like the image of like someone just looking off a cliff and it's just like peering over, like you're right at that edge, but you're not there or the point where you're like, you're about to fall off and starting to freak out. But like you can see mm-hmm. and just acknowledge it. I'm like, oh yeah, that would be scary. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Or like a balance beam, right? Like you're not chilling on the floor, just like doing flips on the floor. Cause like, if you're a gymnast, you're like, that's fucking easy. And you're not falling off the beam. (laughs) You're like precariously balancing on it and doing front flips on the beam. Precariously. Precariously. Yes. 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 I'm a London douchebag. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for any listener we have who's in London and maybe a little douchey, but we love you too. Yes. I have been watching too much Bridgerton. Oh, you have been. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah, what that yep. means. <laughs> Someone like yelled in the background. <laughs> I thought you heard a ghost. No. Yeah. So much for spooky or spooky episode. Or yeah, exactly. Got, like 10 minutes left for like both of us. <laughs> <laughs> but we can get into a little spookiness. Um, you want to go into some little spookiness? Yeah, let's do a little bit of spooky, a little, little bit of kookiness. Guys, what we had planned for you this month. <laughs> was to do a Halloween series or a spooky October series where we talk about all things supernatural, be they just kind of like hypothetical situations or real things that have happened to us. Um, And it all started with a conversation about if vampires are dead, that means they can't grow hair. So, so they, oh my God, it did. That's they what get it was. stuck with the same hairstyle that they <laughs> yeah, had. So let's recap that because that was great, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. So yeah, let's just let's just. What is your opinion on this subject? <laughs> so my yeah, my whole thing is like hair grows, hair grows. So it's it's part of being living, right? It, right. it grows out of like little follicles in the body, right? So if you die, your hair can't grow. So you basically get one haircut for the rest of eternity. Like you can either keep the one you have now or you get it cut one time. Technically, it could continue to get shorter and shorter though. So you can have some haircuts. You just run out of haircuts. You run out of hairs to cut. Exactly. Just like uh, you can't, don't ever do a mohawk. Don't ever do a fucking side cut. Just don't do anything trendy. But then my argument was vampires do consume nutrition, right? So they are taking in blood and that could still 
potentially like the need for that shows that there is something going on in the body. So maybe there could actually be some hair growth. Mm -hmm. My rebuttal to that was like that. I believe more than mine (laughs) in the hypothetical world of medicine and body functioning. In the hypothetical (laughs) world of vampire medicine is that the blood isn't actually offering any nutrients that allows the body to keep growing or living. It's that it supplies like life force energy, like a magic. And that that's what animates the body, but the body does has no need to grow or, you know, be catabolic or anabolic because it's being operated through magic basically. So in this case, blood is not about Mm. nutrition. It is about energy. So vampires, you know, they're super woke, they're super spiritual. So they're feeding on energy and life forces stay existent. Mm -hmm. So I think a way you can think about this, that does make sense even more is the world of zombies because they Mm. are just like consuming, but really it's to have some energy and life force. And then they stay all zombied. Zombified. Yeah. Zombie trees. Trees. Zombie trees. (laughs) They're basically ants. Um, uh, those books that I, that I used to tell you about all the time, the Dresden file books, like he's got like a great, the author has a great, um, like it's one vampire, one. just so you know, Hey, Oh, divine. What up? on, on the 10, 10 portal fam. <laughs> and, uh, Oh shit. It is. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so, no, it's fine. I got, got excited. <laughs> he's got this great, like breakdown of like vampire, of like vampires in his world that he that he writes and he's got like three courts it's like the red court the white court and the black court and so the red court are like actually the black court are more like the bram stoker like zombie vampires where they're Mm -hmm. like decaying and like falling apart they're basically just like supercharged zombies you know allergic to garlic and crosses and shit like that um disgusting they're truly nightmares and the red court are like these giant bat creatures that Mm -hmm. basically like make these human skins. So they walk around, they look like these beautiful people, but like when they transform, they like rip out of this like rubbery skin and they become like these bat creatures. Right. Um, And then there are, and they kind of have like some of what, some of what you would consider to be like vampiric, like, you know, uh, the gaze that like hypnotizes you and all that kind of shit that like Bram Stoker might talk about. And then there's the white court and they kind of, it's kind of like what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. They feed off of people's energies in different ways. So there are like some that are more like succubi and they like have the ability to just make people like incredibly sexually attracted to them. And then they feed off life force energy through sexuality. You're talking about my sacral chakra. Exactly. That's exactly (laughs) what I'm talking about. Neil, I'm, I'm pledging myself to you as, um, what are the, what are those called? What, whatever no idea like 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 uh, whatever like the ser- like the servants that get hypnotized oh i know exactly what you're talking about yeah but i have no throne. idea what that world is i'm your throne now ha, ha, ha. you yeah. pledge allegiance to your neil i do <laughs> to the united states of neil the united neil of america <laughs> the united sacral of neil exactly okay. so yeah there's like yeah there's like a succubus one and there's like a fear-based one and so it's kind of like feeds off the energy right. of people's emotions essentially so i thought that was always pretty cool i totally had something to share i had like three things to share and i forgot all of it now you're just thinking about the united <laughs> neil of america exactly exactly i am united <laughs> well okay i'll go into that one that actually brings up something so i was watching the new purge last night oh okay um and i love the purge series because i love things that are apocalyptic end of the world and i also just love violence <laughs> and so the purge is just that <laughs> the most recent one actually is really social it speaks to exactly what's going on in our times and basically 
the purge occurs. And for anyone mm-hmm. that doesn't know, the purge in the movie, it's a day where basically everything is legal except for killing like government officials. Anything like that, you can do whatever you want. And it's 24 hours. An alarm, the siren goes off in the country and to start it, and it goes off to finish it. In this episode, or in this movie, it finishes and a whole thing starts to happen. It's actually not done. And basically it was this big uprising of like, for no better way to say this, redneck America. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. they go after like all the minorities and it's this whole thing. And um, eventually it ends at the very end with America's fighting back. The rest of America has picked up arms and is fighting back against them. And so it's this big old clash. Um, I'm so sorry if I ruined that for anyone. But um, when I saw that, I was actually thinking, for some reason, it made me think of Resident Evil. And it's like Mm. when they're going through the movie, they're like running through the city, going through these like different alleyways and trying to get away from it. And I was thinking of like Resident Evil, except instead of like these zombies or creatures, they're just rednecks with guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With, I mean, with the amount of meth I've seen river people do, mm. um, they're basically zombies. Yeah. Man, that was a really long explanation for like to get to a point that is very, very short. And just to say, <laughs> it reminded me of Resident Evil. Oh, but also, I, 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 I like that those movies finally did the what happened if people decided to not stop purging. Cause it's like, there's been like three movies where they just stopped at the 24 hour mark. And I'm like, mm-hmm. really? That, and they're like, they're just yeah, kind of finally, like, nope. Yeah, it's kids in the year. Yeah, they yeah. kept the momentum going. Yeah, um, but I also ugly cried at the end of it. Really, like the the masculine in me and the, me and my whole thing, like working with the uh, Navy Reserve, like that's my goal to get into it, and all this stuff with leadership I've been like dropping into recently, like that happened, and I was like, oh yeah, I want to be the leader of the good side that stands for something. And I just like ugly man cried at the end of it. And I was like, just like could not do anything. Like hands just over my eyes. Fucking stop. Like <laughs> you just get that, like that heat in your heart and it just fucking mm-hmm. wells up out of your eyes. You're like, oh God, it's yeah. happening again. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That yeah. happens to me every time I watch um without fail, Captain America, the mm-hmm. the original one where um He's like, you're really thinking about making that skinny guy like the super soldier. And he grabs the grenade and he throws it into the group. And oh. Everybody runs away. And without a second thought, he wraps yeah. his body around. He's like, get the he fuck just hops on. on. Yeah. yeah. And every time he throws his body on the grenade, I just like cry immediately. Yeah. Like the fucking bravery. Dude. This man. Yeah. This man. It's just so pure. Right? Yeah. It's like That's even these people cat. who are, even these people who hate him and are mean to him and bully him, he's like, I'll fucking die for you. Because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. And you and I have had many past lives where we have done basically just that or the yeah, opposite. And just of that. the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or just the opposite. Yeah. But uh, I was, you know, we were talking about, okay, one of the other things I was coming up, um, we were talking about the different forms of the living dead, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Team Jacob, Team Edward, which is Zach. Well, we're talking Twilight, vampires and werewolves. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> well, For anyone who's not, and I hope anyone yeah. listening is, because you just are people if you are into all of this and have been there for everything we've talked about today. So the funny, so the funny thing is, like my my best friend growing up, um, he's half Native American, like half mm-hmm. Hopi Indian, half um, Samoan. 
Um, That's so, cool. Yeah. So he, he looked like Taylor Lautner. He was like, mm-hmm. you know, we were actually, except for the fact that we were both like the same height. So like these actors are like <laughs> tall and shit, but we were both like, so, so he's oh, like, you were he's Jacob like, and Edward. <laughs> yeah. We were Jacob and Edward. Yeah. He's like this buff, <laughs> like native American dude. Um, and I was like super pale, you know, blonde hair dude. And so actually he didn't dress up as, as Jacob that year, but I dressed up as Edward my senior year for Halloween and like put on sparkly makeup and like spiked my hair. And it was a whole thing, the whole vibe. So with that said though, are you pasty or tan in your heart? <laughs> God, I just hate those movies so much. Like they're just so cheesy that I have trouble choosing. They are, but I also have seen them so many times. <laughs> God, that's tough, man. Um, I think if I had to choose to be a vampire or a werewolf, I'd be a werewolf. Ah, I'm Team Jacob, so I'm Team Jacob werewolf on that. Yeah, yeah. But that was also like, dude, is just like jacked and tan. Like, I'm, I'm on the wild side on this one. I like trees. I like animals. Side. I don't want to be pasty, and I don't want to live forever either. So yeah, I don't want to live forever in the dark. Also, I mean, I think werewolves yeah. live a long time, but it's like, but in you like, know, the forest, do they live in the forest? I don't know. I think you can live wherever you want as long yeah. as you get the fuck out of town when the full moon yeah. comes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I always liked, uh, you know, and I mean, there's like all of these ideas have been co-opted into different like fantasy books and stuff. And I always liked when it was like, you have no control over when the full moon comes, like you turn into a werewolf, but as mm-hmm. like the werewolf gets older, they begin to control, like they can turn into a werewolf more often than on the full moon. And as they become like a super old werewolf, like a few thousand years old, they like, can stop transforming on a full moon if they want. Like they begin to have like mm. control over yeah, their like, lycanthropy. That's cool. Yeah. If you could be any spooky being creature, what would you be? Like any mythical type type of creature or like any spooky type of creature? Uh, let's answer both questions. Oh, fuck, man. Um, <laughs> this is a big question, actually. It's it's too tough, dude, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, so I always liked the, like the white court vampire thing from mm-hmm. those Dresden file books, because I, it, I liked the idea of like psychic magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as like a spooky thing, I think I'd be one of those. Um, but as, as you and your Merlin, Merlin magic side, I was going to say like being like, I think like any kind of mythical being, I'd probably mm-hmm. be like, a, I'd probably be like a wizard. <laughs> yeah. I believe <laughs> I that fully. Yeah. I love that shit. What about you? You know, I'm thinking about this and I was like, I think I would actually like fully say werewolf just because it sounds the most fun. Mm. Like just to be able to be this creature or like some sort of like man beast, which makes sense because I'm Sag. So, but like, that's the energy I'm feeling like almost like beast and like in X-Men or something like that, like some sort of man beast creature. So what, if you could, if you could be aware anything, what would you be? Oh, Man, <laughs> I used to really, oh, this is like my whole like s- story arc progression too. I used to really identify with wolves because I always felt like a lone wolf a lone in my wolf. own right. Yeah. So when I was on like Halo, I'd always be like lone wolf and like choose like a wolfy thing. Um, if I could choose any creature, honestly, just because lions are so badass and they're fun, I'd just be a were lion. Mm. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I don't vibe with horses as much, even though I'm a Sag. <laughs> well, you don't want to, want to, want <laughs> to make this a little bit more like basic. Swift to take care of you. <laughs> I mean, or do I? 
he's an eternal horse girl. <laughs> <laughs> Just listen to pop country for the rest of your life. Or yeah, what if it was something like take you? <laughs> singing teardrops on my guitar to me. Dude, if you really um, want, I'll fucking brush your hair. It's fine. You I would accept that. You can buy. We'll come come over there, and you can just sit there and brush my hair, and we'll just feed each other Halloween candy. Oh, love it. <laughs> God, that sounds great. Uh, what about something dumb? Like, could you? You're like, I want to be a were jackrabbit. That's dude. That's exactly word for word what I was going to say. Fucking I've had that word. image for like the past like 20 seconds of my head. So. Yeah, I've been thinking it so fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> Or like a wear Medillo. What if we wear Zach Neal? Oh my god! Like we just shape shifted into each other, like the Wonder Twins. You imagine Wonder Twin powers activate. <laughs> Take form We're of Mighty Morphin. Oh my god! Oh, Mighty yeah. Morphin Zach Rangers. So there was this uh, this another series of books. Big surprise that I read. Um, it's called the Iron Druid Chronicles. And this dude, like the druids in in the book. Um, when they get initiated, it's like a 12 or 13 year training process to become like a Druid. And when you finally become a Druid, your final process is that like your, like your master Druid who, who taught you for your whole apprenticeship takes you to some, like some, you know, place of land somewhere on earth and earth or Gaia basically shows the master, like kind of lights up what the tattoo is supposed to look like. And they tattoo you from the sole of your foot. So you can connect to earth all the way up to your arm. Mm-hmm. Um, and on your arm, that's cool. on the right side of your body is like five different totems and they're the different animals you can shape shift into. And there's like, um, there's like a flying animal, a hoofed animal, a predator, um, uh, an aquatic animal. And then like one other thing I can't really remember. Mm-hmm. And so like, you don't get to choose like earth assigns for you based off of kind of like a, you know, quality of your soul type of thing, like what you get to shape shift into. So we're, we're going with another question as we are, we're rounding up this episode of everythingness. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to choose like an element to embody mm-hmm. and live as, what would that be? Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fire earth. Um, because it, I think it represents like it, it's first of all, it's steady and it's strong and it's stable and it supports life and it gives life, but it can also be destructive. Mm. Um, so I don't play no shit. Basically. It's like, if yeah. I want, if I wanted to, you know, help grow a forest and repair the rainforest, like I could do that. If, you know, there were a bunch of tanks driving at a bunch of people and they were going to basically take out a bunch of peaceful protesters, I could open the ground beneath them and just drop the tanks in, you know? Yeah. Um, and make them useless or whatever, right? So, or you can have trees. Trees. <laughs> I can make that. the sickest treehouse <laughs> in the world. You could make Frodo, bro. You could oh. make Frodo. I could make the fucking Shire, man. I could build a bunch of houses into the side of a little hill. Oh, okay. So next episode, Hillbo Baggins. <laughs> We're gonna talk about Hillbo Baggins, but I want to talk about this. Is gonna get super woo, but like I want to talk about elves and fairies and like little. Um, like fairy realm we out here let's do it we out here but we're also going to talk about some ghost stories that we didn't get to today and entities and maybe a little bit of practicality on working with them so yeah so there's a little sneak preview for everyone um and i was going to say for me this is technically earth but i was saying air and i just had the image of like a hawk Mm. and for no other reason 
other than like, it's cool to be up and I'm just seeing myself like looking down over earth and just feeling the lightness and the freedom of it mm. just felt really good. So, so if you were air, you get control the winds. Do would you also get to turn into a bird? See, that's, that's where it goes in between. Cause I was technically go moves into earth. Kind of, so air yeah, but earth. like, I'm thinking like they kind of, like if you're an earth thing, then you would, you could turn into anything that was like land-based. Mm-hmm. And if you were an air, you could turn into anything that flies. And then yeah. if you're water, you turn into anything that lives in water. Yeah. So I'm going hawk. hawk. I'm going to be Hawkeye, dude. I'm going to be Asian Hawkeye. Cuckoo <laughs> <laughs> motherfucking cow. Maybe. <laughs> and I've channeled a hawk before too. So we're connected. I love hawks. Dude, I had so. this moment. Um I think hawks are one of the, sorry, I know we'll we'll shut off here in a second. Hawks are one of the animals, like one of the only animals I can really see a very pronounced aura come off Mm -hmm. of. And I remember there was one day I was like, I did this, this really arduous climb. It was like 120 degrees out up this, like no tree hillside. And it's like a really steep mountain. My, basically my guides were like, you need to do this climb tomorrow. So I did it. And there's this like lookout over Lake Berryessa that you can get to. And it like sits on this rocky cliff that sticks out from the path. I um, mean, you have to kind of like rock scramble out this peninsula. That's like a fucking steep fall on either side. And I go out to this, like this basically circle of stone that sits at the end of this like rocky peninsula. And it's got one old tree kind of like out in the middle there. And I sit up there and I look out over the lake. Um, and I kind of like do my meditations out there sometimes. And there was like 13 or 14 hawks just like flying around. That's sick. And I was like looking at their auras and I was looking at the way that all their auras connected and how they all like communicated energetically with each other. It was really fucking sick. That's really cool. I, I want that experience. <laughs> 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 I, I want that experience. That's all I have to say. I, uh, I, I want that. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to let go of spirit so I can have that. <laughs> Back to tie this old fool's circle to what we we're talking about in the very beginning i'm gonna let go of spirituality so i can see hawk auras hawk auras oh and on that note <laughs> happy halloween trick-or-treat there's your there's your treat baby here's your treat give you something good to eat fam <laughs> and it has an aura oh god okay oh, we're god. done here i love this journey for us dude <laughs> i love this journey for us i hope people do too other than us <laughs> <laughs> so there's something intelligible about this uh, all right man all right i love you have a good day i love you bye bye